Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 31st October 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. If you're the kind of person who celebrates Halloween, then we hope you're listening to this podcast while wearing a ridiculous costume of some description. The best costumes I've seen this week include a hammerhead shark, a lady dressed as her dog, and a giant cockroach. Well, okay, the cockroach might be in my living room right now, but as I stand on a chair to avoid it running over my foot and await rescue, I'm listening to the story from Kristen as she tells us all about a very different kind of encounter. After Kristen's story, we dig into the past for a story from our 24-7 show in May 2017. But before we go any further, huge hellos go out to our listeners in Hong Kong and around the world today. Our hometown audience are always the most supportive. And this week, hellos also go out to listeners in Reykjavik in Iceland, Hetchigen in Germany, and Ramallah in Palestine. Phew! So many countries and so many ears our stories are going into. We appreciate you making the time to listen to us. We are very excited this week because we're gearing up for the start of the Hong Kong International Literary Festival. This will be Hong Kong Story's third year in a row being part of this exciting event, so our storytellers are busy practicing so they can deliver their best stories to our audiences on Saturday, 10th of November in the brand new Cultural Heritage Centre in Tai Kwan. Tickets are now on sale, but we expect to sell out soon. Ticketing information can be found on our website, hongkongstories.com. You can also find more information about the other events at the Literary Festival by going to their website, festival.org.hk. There are some amazing artists coming to our awesome city, so do check them out. Well, are you ready yet for this week's story? Of course you are. So here from the September 2018 show with the theme of Something Blue is Kristen. I am sitting on my yoga mat, waiting for class to begin. I turn to stretch my neck and see something surprising a few mats away, an attractive man. (laughs) This is surprising for a few reasons. I take this class every week, and it's always the same two dozen people, mostly small, bendy women. We don't get a lot of newcomers. Plus, I don't encounter a lot of new, attractive men these days, especially ones who appear to be my age. I flash back to my younger days when my friends and I spent a lot of time noticing the attractive males all around us and hoping they would notice us. This man looks like a trail runner or a J. Crew model. He is tall and lean but muscular, with a full head of short dark hair. Class begins, and I have a clear view. (laughs) I stare as his biceps flex and his calves twitch in Downward Dog. (laughs) Downward Dog is good for staring, because the other person has his head down and can't see you. He becomes a regular in class. A few weeks later, right after class, I round the corner 
and see this cute yoga guy in the small cafe down the hall from the studio. I've never seen him outside class before. He is in his work clothes and looks extra model-like. <laughs> he is the only person in the cafe. I am the only person in the hall. We are about to have a moment. <laughs> I look directly at him as I approach. I smile. He looks up and back down. It's not a flustered, you are so beautiful, I can't look directly at you move. It's as if I am not there, as if I am invisible. I shouldn't, oh, my yoga high evaporates immediately. I shouldn't care. I don't know this man. I'm not looking to date him. I definitely do not think I'm such a looker that everyone should notice me. But I have spent an hour in class each week for the past few weeks with this man. We have just come from that class. Have I become so bland that I just blend into the background? Or maybe, maybe cute yoga guy doesn't recognize me with makeup and my work clothes. Maybe he is in a post-yoga meditative state <laughs> and doesn't notice anything. Maybe he is vision impaired. <laughs> My yoga high and my ego are restored. <laughs> the weeks pass, and I continue to stare at cute yoga guy in class. I'm not being creepy. <laughs> I am heeding our teacher's lessons about awareness. <laughs> awareness of our movements and our surroundings. By now, I know the names, the actual names, injuries, and flexibility levels of almost everyone in class. One night, I am walking home through the lobby of an office building. The elevator doors open and out steps cute yoga guy. We are the only ones in the lobby. This is it. Connection time for real. I look directly at him. I smile. He looks straight ahead and walks out the door. Again, as if I am not there, as if I am invisible. But wait, maybe cute yoga guy doesn't recognize me out of context, away from the yoga studio. Maybe he is in a post-work trance and doesn't notice anything. Maybe he forgot his glasses. Yes, that must be it. More weeks turn into more months. I continue to see cute yoga guy in class and periodically around town. Each time I look directly at him and smile. Each time he looks right past me. Cute yoga guy is really playing hard to get. It might not seem odd if it weren't so different from our other classmates' behavior. We are not a chatty group, but we do say hello when we see each other outside class. Just the other week, I was trudging up Old Peak Road, 
Someone came up alongside me and said, hi there. It was another guy from class. He recognized me from behind. <laughs> he is clearly absorbing our teacher's lessons about awareness. Some months later, is that right? Yes, I'm on vacation. I am in a far-flung place that is hard to reach from Hong Kong. I'm having lunch on the patio of a restaurant. As I wait for the meal, I see a tall, lean, muscular man with dark hair walking along the streets. As he approaches, I see it is cute yoga guy. Right behind him is a pretty woman and two small children. Cute yoga guy has a family. <laughs> so many thoughts run through my head. How did these two get together? <laughs> Was cute yoga guy friendly before he got married? Is he so dedicated to his wife that he does not acknowledge the existence of other women? I look directly at him and smile. He looks right past me. The family sits at a table nearby. I am less discreet than, uh, than I would otherwise be since I am apparently invisible. I scoop my chair so I have a clear view. <laughs> I stare openly. I'm interested to see that cute yoga guy does not seem particularly interested in his family. He doesn't really engage with them during the meal. Maybe he's distracted by me, <laughs> the other woman whom he pretends not to see. Some days later, I am on the first leg of the flight back to Hong Kong. Who files into the empty row ahead of me? Cute yoga guy and family. He pulls out his iPad and for the three-hour flight, ignores his family. When the plane lands, he and I are standing just a couple of people apart. I look directly at him and smile. He looks right past me. This is not working. <laughs> I don't think cute yoga guy is committed to this relationship. I think we want different things. I think we need a break. Cute yoga guy no longer attends class, and I no longer see him around town. Breakups are tough. I hope we can still be friends. <laughs> Breakups are tough, but some are tougher than others. We hope you can stay as focused in your day as Kristen is in yoga class. If you're looking to try something new, why not come down to one of our free workshops held every week and give storytelling a try? That's how all our storytellers start. Our workshop hosts are friendly and welcoming, and even better, they teach new storytellers how to improve their storytelling each week for free. Check out how you can hang out with the cool people like Kristen by going to our website, hongkongstories.com. Next up, we have a story from way back in May 2017. But before we get there, 
Have you heard of another excellent Hong Kong-based podcast called Hashtag Impact? Recorded in Hong Kong and presented by Regina Larco, Hashtag Impact Podcast interviews the most inspiring changemakers working in social impact and sustainability in Hong Kong. Regina interviews her guests amid the noisy contrasts and busy buzzing on rooftops, in cafes, in co-working spaces, and even at a former army base. Hashtag Impact is all about relevant, interesting, and informative issues facing Hong Kong and the people who are tackling these issues head on. Go and have a listen on hashtagimpact.com. Now, our second story from the 24-7 show in May 2017 about a class he took, which didn't turn out quite the way he expected. Here is Austin. I had already canceled on myself about half a dozen times. I thought, I, I got it. I've got to go. So, no, you can't. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. You really should go. I'm, I, I don't think I can go. I don't think I can go. I heard, heard about this teaching that was being given by this Tibetan master of the Nyingma tradition. And he was going to talk about something he titled the pristine mind, how it was a place, your own mind, that you could go to. And I thought, I think I... I think I need that because I was working, I am working at this job which is just so completely oppressive. It's this uh, pairing of intense focus and futility, kind of just joined together. <laughs> and you'd work through these mountains of paperwork, and as you excavated this mountain of paperwork, another one would slowly be building next to you. And it was just this endless process. The only kind of break from this monotony was that I would go for lunch, dinner at the, the Pret, that sandwich place that's just down the street. And it felt like it was more going to receive my feeding units at Pret. I would just run out, kind of gnaw my way through a sandwich, and then go back to my desk to process more for about six or seven hours. And then it was, again, time to have more feeding units. And it wasn't even the work that was ultimately getting to me. It was just, I felt like I'm becoming like 85%, 90% pret. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just sort of some subatomic rearrangement of, a, of, of mushroom soups and, and falafel roll-ups. You know, I, I, can, I can be more than pret. I, I want to be more, and I, can, I could have a pristine mind, so I just left the lights on at my desk and I, I bolted. I went to Wong Chuck Hung, where an artist had opened her home, a studio, a kind of loft space for this master. There he was, sitting in his robes. I took my place before him with the other, other people who had gathered there to hear his teaching. And he started talking about pristine mind. And he said, you know, we can think. I can ask you, do you clean your house? Of course you do, maybe once a week, maybe every day. But we all clean our house. But how many of us clean our minds? This is what meditation is. It is the cleaning of your own mind. And that sounded very convincing. You know, he started talking about how there was a boundlessness in your mind, a spaciousness, uninflected by your own likes and dislikes, without the weight your own personal judgments that you 
lug around with you. He said, the world is full of delight, charm, beauty, and mystery. But so often, our eyes are clouded and we cannot see it. But if we work with the pristine mind, with training and devotion, we too will find this openness and spaciousness and clarity. I thought I could almost see it. I thought I could almost experience it from what he was saying. It was said with such conviction and truth. And then uh, the next part was a group of his students came out and they were wearing Indian saris and they did a dance and it was all very elegant and beautiful. And his, what looked like his principal student was in the middle of this a Western American, West, Western Chinese woman. And uh, she was very poised and graceful. And then they kind of wrapped it up Everyone applauded, and then they went off to the side from the front, this main front hall. And then the next part was supposed to be he was going to deliver this kind of blessing for everybody. And he needed these blessing books, and he didn't have them. And his student was supposed to fetch them for him, and so he made conversation. He took some questions, and he started getting a little uh, impatient. He said, where, where, where is she? And so some, one of the other students went back the side and they said, uh, went to look for her. And she called out in, in kind of a, what I feel was a east-west disconnect way. She said, as she said she'll be out soon, you should just go ahead. And you could see he was sort of semi-stunned by this. And so he calmed himself and continued to talk to the other students. But then you could see it was blessing time. It was blessing time. And he said, please, find out what, where is she? What is she doing? And then another student went back there. I came back and she said, oh, they're, they're taking pictures. And there was something about the idea of him needing to perform a ceremony, a blessing in the front of house, and the students taking selfies in the back of house. That you could see got him, he was, he was riled. But he was monk riled. So he was, he just, he, he, he said a little bit curtly, you know, you, you, you tell her to come here. No, no, no. And um, it left this hanging awkwardness in the air that I can only call boundless spacious. <laughs> and it, so much so that the, the hostess of the evening felt compelled to say, M mystery, world's full of mystery, charm, <laughs> beauty beauty. And pretty soon the student came rushing out and brought the blessing books. The blessing was delivered. It was spectacular. And, uh, and the evening concluded. And it was uh, interesting to see someone like this, how he so naturally slipped into agitation. And I thought maybe, you know, he does look like he cleans his house a lot, but did he ever consider redesign? Did he ever think about some simple redecoration, like a new kitchen countertop, or maybe a deck in the back, or some solar panels on the roof? But I did not think that he was a fraud. I did not feel that this was a gotcha moment. I just felt instead reassured and somewhat relieved that if someone of his, his standing caliber and lineage could have a bad blessing day, then <laughs> that meant uh, that for the rest of us, we're going to do all right.
Thanks again for listening to our stories this week. And special thanks go out too to our spectacular September host, Mel, who brought grace and patience to our September show. We appreciate all your work. Tickets for the Saturday the 10th of November show with the Hong Kong International Literary Festival can be found through the link on our website, hongkongstories.com. We love hearing from you, the listeners. Tell us what you think about our stories by writing a review on iTunes. The music for this podcast was created and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. And may your week be like mine, filled with gratitude to furry friends who, upon seeing a cockroach in your home, promptly pounce on it and solve the problem so you can get on with your podcasting. Have a great week.